Hi everyone and welcome to the Live Big Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about contentment and gratitude. So sit back, grab a snack, and let's get started. So I wanted to talk a little bit about contentment and gratitude today. Um, as you know, today is September 11th, if you're listening to this on September 11th, 2018, and it's a day that always reminds me to be super grateful for family and relationships, especially. Um, relationships are so important, and I feel that that is a why a lot of um, really positive affirmations and spiritual coaches and all this um, be your better self, be your higher self um, communication has come up on social media, has come up um, in other places and books and and maybe because subconsciously we've been hearing about it, but also because I feel like a lot of people are drawn to it uh, right now, especially maybe the last few years um, because I feel like we've we've kind of lost that connection to our relationships. And I'm not talking about everybody, but I'm thinking about like the general energy and, and obviously what I see in my students and what I hear and, and also in my own life as well. Um, I feel like we have lost our, our true connection to family, um, and our true connection to, um, our friends and, making life about those moments, especially in um, the Western Hemisphere, especially in North America, um, because I do travel a lot and I do see um, how different cultures live and how they kind of appreciate relationships more. And life is more centered around experiences rather than getting the job done or getting money so that we can go on a big vacation or doing this or getting a big house. It's everything is an experience. And it's more about those tiny, small experiences with relationships and people that, um, that a lot of people do strive for, right? And in our heart's heart, we want that. We want to feel connection. We want to feel love. And if we have that, a lot of our problems actually disappear when we have more connection in our life. So I really feel like contentment and gratitude is a big one. And whether it's something big or small, it always shifts your energy, right? So if you can just show up in your day-to-day life and be grateful for what you already have, you would be so surprised how your perspective in life is going to change. Your, percep- your perception in life is going to change. Because your whole energy is going to shift into this positive space. Um, but it takes work and we have to show up every day. you know. And I was listening to a different podcast today um, and it was more about motivation. And I do feel that a lot of us do need more motivation. I think that there is a balance that is needed. Um, because especially in spiritual coaching and, and in shadow work and in sound healing and a lot of, you know, Reiki and all this, it's very good to accept and surrender to healing and to um, feeling everything. But when is feeling too much? When is being compassionate towards ourselves too much? I mean, we have to admit that we can't just sit around coddling ourselves all day. <laughs> At some point, we have to kick ourselves in the butt and get up and get moving, you know? Um, 
And in order to do that, a great way for me is what I call the gratitude ladder. And that is one thought at a time. If you feel anxiety, if you feel low in energy, if you feel you know, depression is kind of thrown around a lot. I think depression is a very serious word. Um, But even if you just feel kind of um, just in a weird mood, like you just don't really understand why you're um, not feeling excited about life, you know? Um, The gratitude ladder is, yeah, just thinking about one thing at a time that you're grateful for. And I find it's even more powerful to actually write it down. Because when you write it down and you read it and you can actually see it, um, it kind of enters your heart in a different way, I feel like. So um, just small things, you know, whatever it is, whatever you're grateful for. It could be material things. It could be, um, yeah, just your house, your your bed. You know, sometimes when people are going through deep panic situations and anxiety, the first thing somebody that is coaching them will say is, what do you feel? What do you taste? What do you see? What do you smell? And those are all small things that we can focus on to get out of the mind, right? So a great practice just that's really, really a small gratitude practice is when you're lying in bed in the morning and just feeling how cozy you feel feeling the softness of your blankets, feeling how relaxed your body is, um, placing your hands on your heart and just being grateful for the heartbeat, for your breath, for being able to live another day, to experience whatever is going to come up today. You know, just to talk to yourself in those simple, simple ways is going to allow you to move through your day in an energy that you've chosen instead of kind of giving in, you know, because I think we can get confused about acceptance and surrendering. I think we get get confused about that. And also thinking about, well, if we have a bad day, that's a lesson. So we think about how that lesson is, like we just beat ourselves up about that lesson, you know, or we get up and we just accept that we are in a bad mood and we're just going to have to move through that. You know, and a lot of people do meditation or they do a compassion practice. And that's great. Um, But the gratitude ladder is, for me, a more actionable way to set my energy so that I am not stuck in any heavy energy. Um, Yeah, it's a really great practice to kind of just pick yourself up, right? Sometimes we have to pick ourselves up a lot of the time because nobody else is going to do it. And if we just completely surrender and accept the energy that we wake up in and not move through it, you know, sometimes, yeah, you got to feel it, you got to feel it, but then you got to move through it. Okay, so contentment and gratitude are, this is something that I really want to focus on today. Um, I just, you know, with 9-11 and with these experiences and situations, I don't know if you lived through 9-11, if you um, remember where you were that day, but, um, you know, I don't want to make this whole podcast about that, but I think it's a great uh, experience that lives in everybody. It's not a great experience, but it's a great example to come back to because it lives in everybody's hearts. And I think on that day, some of us subconsciously made a decision to um, move through life in a different way. It could be a very small degree of, you know, thinking that, well, Thing, we're, not, we're not all safe, right? We're not all going to be um, safe 
from everything. So it, it was a shift for the mind, right? And um, a lot of people lost family members. And whether you did or you didn't, um, we all felt grief. I don't care who you, who you are. Um, there's some level of grief that happened. And, um, you know, gratitude for family and that, like, whoever's in your life is there. So in yoga, we call this, the in the Yoga Sutra by Patanjali, is called Santosha. And um, so it starts with contentment makes poor men rich, right? Discontentment makes rich men poor. And I see this all the time. <laughs> um, especially living in Toronto. I live in a big city and I live in a city where there's a lot of striving happening around me all the time and a lot of flashing of that striving and what I mean by that is whatever is grasped whatever is earned maybe earned or whatever is um accumulated I like that word a little bit better just because not everybody earns the things that they flash right um yeah it's it's basically thrown around and um I think a lot of people here live in a very materialistic world, you know, and I've seen it in other places too. Obviously in North America, this is a big thing to have a nice car, to have a nice house, to to be in that space of trying to prove yourself to other people. And uh, when everybody else is doing it, it seems like the thing to do, I guess, right? Um, Now, I don't connect to that idea. Um, I never really have, to be really honest with you. And I think it might be because I grew up in a household where, you know, we had money, but we were never treated like we could have whatever we wanted. Um, I was raised to appreciate every single thing that I have and also earn things that um, my parents gave me. I had to earn certain things. And, you know, I also grew up in a pretty wealthy community um, where a lot of people were flashing what they had and our family always knew that we could afford that, but our, our family and mainly my parents obviously <laughs> chose not to purchase certain things. They did not want to le- live beyond their means and they didn't feel the need to flash anything to anybody. If, truly. I mean, like my dad used to invest in a lot of things. My dad used to take us on nice trips, but they were never lavish. They were never like over the top. And yeah, it's not like we were, you know, it's not like um, we were hard done by by any means. We were always given what we necessarily wanted, but we had to earn it. And we were always taken care of, you know. Um, But when I look back to my childhood, you know, obviously everybody has good parts and bad parts of of their childhood, I believe. But um, the good parts of my childhood were all about family and experiences. And that's something that I always think back and my family did a really good job. It was never all about things. Like it was never like, oh, dad got a new car and now we get to ride it to school. It was never about that for us. Um, And the house that we lived in was like a really comfortable house. It was nice, but it wasn't like over the top and it it was a good family home in a really nice kid-friendly neighborhood like everything they did was for family and because of that like we had my dad got a cabin and the cabin was you know like a nice cabin it was just like 
um, average, you know, um, to some people it might be like really, really nice, but for us it was like, you know, an older cabin and, um, uh, you know, my parents made sure that we knew that it wasn't just bought and that we couldn't, you know, they, they wanted us to know how it was earned type of thing. And so my brother and I really understood that like you have to earn money, um, and you have to appreciate what you're given at all costs because my, my family wasn't always, didn't always have money, you know, um, especially when I was born, like I was born into not a lot of money. My family was, was not, um, always wealthy. Right. So, um, yeah, we really appreciated everything. And so with that, though, I know both sides of the coin. And um, now I'm, I'm really, I've never been attached to, to, you know, throwing materialistic things around, you know. Um, in fact, I always looked at the people that did that and kind of felt a little bit sorry for them because I knew that there was something inside of them that was telling them they had to do that in order to be worth something to, in other people's eyes, right? Um, there's always something. Now, I, I don't, there's nothing wrong with buying something you like. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're doing it for the right reasons, you can afford it. You're not putting yourself in debt because of it. And that's the idea in yoga, right? Is to always live within your means and live light. You know, that is the ultimate goal is to live really light, to not be attached to objects. Um, I mean, that is the extreme version of yoga, but yeah, just to not be fully attached to things. Now, if something brings you joy and you've earned it, yes, celebrating that in life is a great thing, but to, to really do it beyond it within your means and to also be very appreciative, grateful and content. And I think this idea that all these things are going to make us really happy and that we need to stay in that happy zone all the friggin' time or our life isn't good is just ruining lives. It's ruining people's perception of the world. Um, so for me, it's like I don't, I don't view material things as impressive. Um, what I view impressive and that what I've always thought was that I'm really proud of, of my family members and the people that were in my life, um, and are in my life still, um, is that silent confidence, right? That silent confidence of like, I know that I'm able to afford that. I know that I'm able to afford the things that I want in life, but I don't need to have that to prove anything to myself, you know, I don't need that to prove anything to anybody else. I will purchase things because they make me happy and I can afford it and it's not beyond my means, you know, or it's going to give a really great experience for my family. Um, but what I do see here in Toronto is a lot of that constant flashing, you know, in terms of, uh, of what people have. And um, just like, you know, I, I drive a Ford, you know, I love that. I love my Ford SUV. It's a great vehicle. Um, I got it straight out of university and it works amazing. It, it looks, you know, I don't need to, you know, I just don't have that, I guess that 
that need in me to go out there and buy, you know, a BMW or I just don't have that. Um, I don't, I don't really understand the need for those things because I'm not a car person and I'm not a phone person either. Um, but you know, we all have different interests, right? I think what I'm getting at here is just to really live within your means and be super grateful and content with what you have. Now, in order to do that, we have to understand that if we aren't content, that in our reality, it doesn't matter how much money we have. Um, So that's the ultimate message, right? Um, I see a lot of people, you know, my car gets me from A to B. I enjoy it. It has, you know, everything I need. Um, it connects to my iPhone, you know, it gives me directions. It's a pretty, pretty great car. Um, but I see somebody driving down the road towards me, for example, the other day, and they're driving, you know, a really nice Maserati in a convertible. And, you know, yeah, I look at them, I'm like, that would be nice. That seems like an awesome day, you know, to be able to drive around in that car. <laughs> um, and uh, because the road is so narrow, I'm trying to get through, you know, and it, it's one of those roads in Toronto. We have weird roads sometimes, especially in the beaches, where you, sometimes you have to actually pull off into a parking spot to actually let somebody through. And this person, you know, didn't think that I pulled over far enough for them to get through, which I did, but (laughs) they were so angry about it. And it was like, you know, the swearing and, um, the honking of the horn. It was just like, to me, you know, and I was in a great mood, you know, and I, I don't have a lot of pressures on me, I guess. I don't have any debt. I don't have, um, I don't really have those pressures, but what I would assume in that moment is that that person seems to have a lot on their plate (laughs) um, and isn't extremely happy or content. You know, they don't seem very content in their world. And that's all I see in that moment. I don't see, I don't take it personally. It's not me, Um, but I I can tell that that person isn't super content or grateful for what they have because, um, you know, they're sitting in a nice Maserati. I don't really see you know, in that moment, I don't see what could be really wrong. Everybody has different things going on in their life. But I do believe in this saying, the more money you have, sometimes the more problems you have, right? Um, So if you're not content, and you're moving through your life in a really angry way, and not really being aware of that, then ultimately, you are poor. Um, yeah, so that's really where Santosha starts off and discontentment makes rich men poor, right? So true inner happiness rests upon feeling content with who we are right now. So not relying upon the future. Like the rest of the world, we are changing from moment to moment. Possessions flow in and out of our lives. People around us come and go. Our opinions and even what we think is true changes over time. Our outer form um, is in flux around a deeper and permanent light of awareness. Complete satisfaction and contentment can be experienced when our heart-mind field of consciousness rests quietly in this awareness. Santosha, which is the contentment and gratitude, is the second of the five niyamas, is being grateful for what we have and content with who we are and where we are in our life. 
According to the sutras, when Santosha is present, unexcelled happiness pervades our being. This feeling of contentment is not the same as what we feel when we have everything we ever wanted in life and in terms of possessions. Um, in terms of possessions, a partner, an ideal job. Those things can all change. True Santosha comes from the understanding that who we really are at the core is none other than that light of awareness that all beings share. So when we are fully reliant on our external means, that means that our happiness can be shaken at any moment. That means that you know, uh, people who don't like to pay for things are worried that they won't have any money anymore because their happiness is f- fully in that moment invested in how much they have tangibly, right? Through materialistic means. And another quote that I heard today was a bird who is sitting on a, um, a branch has no fear about whether that branch is going to break or not because it's fully reliant on its wings, and flying. (laughs) So that's, for me, like, that's a really, really powerful quote, um, or thought, because um, it just drives home the fact that, like, if you can fully rely on who you are, and be content with who you are, and believe in who you are, then nothing outside of you can shake that for you. Um, And I think a lot of people have a hard time tapping into that self-awareness, that self-confidence, and understanding that, You've been through so much and yet you are still here. You know, why let the world that you walk on shake you? Um, yeah, so there's there's a lot to be said for Santosha. Now, I can talk about this all day, um, but I think at the end of the bottom line is, is what you want to hear is like, how do we get there? You know, how do we get to that place where we can be content all the time? And I think... Um, for me, it's using all the tools to be grateful. And what I guess for you, what you could look into your life, what is it that you do to be grateful? Is there anything that you do to be grateful? Or is it just a thought that comes and goes really quickly? Because where you're investing your attention and tuning into is where your mind is going to most be present. So if I am exercising my mind to be grateful first thing in the morning or part of my day you know whether it's looking at pictures of my family whether it's writing things down that I'm grateful for whether it's getting into my car and actually having a moment to say I'm grateful that my car is working today or that I have a nice car or that I'm able to pay for gas to put in my car you know if you it's kind of like inserting something into your database, right? Inserting a thought into your database of the mind, of what is actually flowing through the mind so that you can actually tap into that quicker all day long. And also when you insert that thought into your database, that's like fueling your gas tank, you know? So you're actually putting fuel into that gas tank we're constantly constantly taking things out and not filling the gas tank up with good thoughts then we are constantly coming from a place of lack and constantly come coming from a place of what how can i get more how can i get more because i'm not i don't i have an empty part of me that needs something else and 
subconsciously you know what it is but consciously you have no idea how to fill that void and so that's why we use things like oh at the end of the day i need a beer because i just need that i need that to feel better or i need to um i don't know there's a lot of different things that we do that are bad right you know i need to watch a show that i like or i need it's that not that that's bad but you know whatever it is that you do that that's you kind of know isn't the healthiest thing to do um we subconsciously kind of go to that because that's our habit that we've formed so it's about creating new habits and that's hard it's just like going to the gym every day getting your ass up out of bed and going to the gym or going for a run or going for a walk or doing your yoga every day it's same practice for the mind and it's it really helps to actually what I do in my phone. I put in um, different alarms. And for somebody that can't have alarms going off all the time, I totally understand. Maybe you could put it on vibrate. But it's always nice to have an alarm that goes off maybe once at noon, once at 3, once at 6 o'clock, and once before bed. And in iPhone, you can actually put in names of alarms so it's a it's it's the label portion of your alarm and you can put in there what you want to see so when i have an alarm come up at noon my uh mantra is i believe in miracles right so when that alarm comes up at noon the message pops up on my phone and it says i believe in miracles and i make sure to recite that back i believe in miracles because i refuse to come from a place of lack in my life i refuse it doesn't exist for me. Now, do I wake up in a crappy mood sometimes? Yes, I do. <laughs> of course, like we're human. I am not positive all the time, but I have these tools that I am constantly going to and I am using them even when I feel good, even when my tank is full because I know that I want to keep that tank full and I know that I want to keep coming from a place of love and keep coming from a place that where I feel good enough, where I have enough energy to give other people. You know, when you're coming from a place of lack and you have no energy, yeah, you're not going to smile at that stranger on the, on the street because you don't have any energy to give anybody else. You know, so really when we don't, we're not filling up our tank, then all the only energy that we have is to give the things that we need to give. So we only reserve energy for our jobs or we only reserve energy for our family and sometimes we don't sometimes we go home and see our family we're too tired to to do anything to even invest some time in those experiences as well so yeah i really recommend these moments and they're so tiny like they take so little time but they they make such a a powerful shift throughout your entire life if you can take these moments of reflection Um, to just connect with yourself. Where are you at in your life? Where are you at? Where are you grateful? Um, Where are you content? And if you're not content, then, you know, why? You know, we have to be able to ask ourselves these questions and not be scared of that either. Um, To not be scared of that, you know, and that is also shadow work. It's just cleaning up your side of the street. Make sure that your side of the street is clean. Um, you know, if you have debt or you have, um, parking tickets, you know, or you have, uh, just 
certain things that you don't want to be doing anymore, you know, things that are wasting your energy, wasting your time, because where you're investing your time is and energy is where you are prioritizing your life. So it's really important to just look at those things. We want to look at the things that are draining our tanks for positivity and maybe just cleaning that up a little. You know, if there's something that you want to change, try to change it and maybe put in a different habit. And to create a habit, I guess they say it takes 40 days. I believe it does take 40 days um, to do it every single day in order for it to become a habit for you. So I really urge you to, one, you know, find out what you're grateful for today and try to do that every day. Maybe it's just three things. Maybe you start with one thing. Um, find out and reflect. Maybe, you know, you don't have to meditate. I do recommend meditation. But um, if you are content in your life, and if you're not, you know, maybe you want to write down a pros list and a cons list of um, what's happening in your life. And we have just entered that full moon, you know, Virgo. Um we're in Virgo season and that's all about organization. That's all about planning. It's all about where am I at and how can I change it? And what are those steps? What are those tactics that are going to allow me to, to create a new habit in my life that is really healthy? So, um, if you are stepping into that energy and you are kind of on a spiritual path in your life and you've allowed yourself to, uh, connect with that energy, then, um, these are really great goals and actions to kind of insert into to motivate yourself to come into an, a positive space because if we're constantly looking at the news and we're constantly relying on outside uh, situations to affect how we feel all day, you are <laughs> going to be out of luck because the world isn't going to support your happiness. You have to have it within you. And uh, you'll notice those people who are walking around with it because you know, they do have the energy to make a connection with people. And that's really what I want to hit home with here today is that your connection to people is the most important thing in your life. It really is important. And um, for me, like that is what I work on all the time. I, I try to be more thoughtful. I try to give more to people. I try to um, smile at people when it doesn't matter. You know, when I think that it doesn't matter, I try to smile because ultimately, if you can do that, it does fill up your tank. It does make you feel good. Even though, you know, you think it might drain your tank, giving energy to all these people. Um, and I'm not saying every day, you know, there are days where I don't want to be around other people's energy because, you know, I do tend to sometimes have to fill up my battery alone. Um, but these are all tools and tips to be able to kind of think in a more positive light, right? To, because you can. It doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, who you are. It doesn't matter. Um, we, all, we all have that chance to shift our energy at, at, at any single moment, right? Um, so what satisfies one person does not necessarily satisfy another. And I think that this, this part is really important. It hit home for me um, quite a while ago when my, where I wanted to spend my time to completely shifted. 
And I had a realization of that where I was like, you know, I don't want to spend my time watching football all day on a Sunday. I don't want to do that anymore. (laughs) And I think people who know me now would be really surprised that I used to do that. Um, And it's not that I don't like football anymore. It's, It's that I don't want to be stuck in my house watching a screen all day. I just don't. I don't. I don't find it productive. Um, I don't find it enjoyable anymore because I've sh- I've shifted my habits. You know. Um, so it's not fair to project our own means of enjoyment onto other people. So some people love to go out to bars and have fun drinking, talking, and dancing. They might think that everyone likes these activities, especially since so many people do them. Yet there are others who do not like doing these things at all and prefer quieter activities like attending a lecture or a class. Um, Santosha means being satisfied with whatever you're doing, knowing that it, like everything else, will end, and being aware that the eternal divinity within us is always present. Um, I think when you're moving, when you are, when you are moving from your twenties to your thirties, I believe that's one of the biggest shifts. It's it's one of the biggest shifts because. When you're moving from your teenage years to your 20s, you're, you kind of knew at some point you would be moving into this space of like wanting to kind of party and to connect and make more friends and maybe try drinking, maybe try other things or maybe go to the bar or travel. You know, like there, when you're a teenager, you're kind of waiting for that moment to be able to do all these things that you, your parents said you couldn't or, you know, whatever it is. But when you move, shift from that, being able to, okay, now I can do whatever I want. You shift from that idea to, okay, now what is now what it is it that I really like? Because I've tried all these things. Excuse me. <coughs> My throat's really dry. Excuse me. So I've tried all these things that I knew I wanted to try and that I wasn't able to do when I was younger. Now I want to filter that down into what do I actually want to be doing with my life and how do I want to feel and what are the activities that I truly enjoy doing, right? And so I think that's the shift where some of us can actually get caught up. Um, Some of us actually do the work inside to understand what that is, what is, um, what is, you know, filling up your cup. And some of us get lost. Some of us get lost in, well, all my friends are still doing this or, um, you know, this, or we, we think in the past, right? Well, my friends and I used to do this all the time, so I'm still going to do this. And maybe some of my friends are going to change and they're going to leave, but the rest of us are going to still do this because this is what we know and this is what we like and we still want to do this. And so there's never that reflection of what is it that you could actually be doing that you know, would be filling your cup up um, in a different way, right? And for those of us that have moved from, you know, liking certain things to, you know, maybe enjoying reading a book or, you know, things that might not be as extravagant or out there or party party, um, but that there are smaller activities that are maybe more... uh, 
heart filling, right? Like, and maybe spending more time with yourself, maybe more spending more time with your children, maybe spending more time with your friends, but just in a quieter setting or in a different way. Um, I think that's when this message hits home because it, it starts to explain, you know, like this is okay. This is normal. This is healthy, not just normal, it's healthy, you know? So just being content is like the highest form of being happy is just being content with where you're, where you are in your life and trying to be content, whether you are, you aren't like, and if you aren't content, like, yeah, coming back to that place of, well, maybe what I'm doing right now in my life isn't filling my cup back up. Maybe I'm still going out to parties or maybe I'm, you know, going to, maybe I'm watching sports all day and it's not really serving me. You know, maybe I'm not reading enough books or maybe I'm not traveling enough or maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not just even spending enough time, you know, reflecting and, and being on my own, you know? So these are all just things to think about, right? And, you know, maybe it's about taking up a different hobby or learning something new. Um, that's always a great way to switch up the energy and, and learn something different about yourself as well. Cause I think as we get older, we start to get scared or fearful of like learning new things. And I think it's because there's experiences where that we've had, maybe things went wrong or it wasn't worth it, or it's, it's all about comparing. It's all about comparing to the past. So we tend not to move forward, um, to try new things, right? So I want to thank you for coming back and listening to this podcast once again. Um, I hope that these tools serve you. I know that this, reading the sutras and applying them to my life have really allowed me to perceive my world in a much lighter way, a more simplistic way, and a way that doesn't really make me feel anxious. It allows me to just take it one step at a time. And I think there's something to be said today especially for living a very simple life and just being content just stripping away like all the expectations that you have of yourself um you know it's good to have goals but i think a lot of the time it's just where we overcome we tend to overcomplicate life life is really truly and sincerely about relationships it's about family it's about friends it's about being good to one another and being good to ourselves so that we can do that and so these gratitude steps have really changed my life and I know another amazing challenge that um, one of my friends did a while back was 40 days of gratitude Um, and she she would post it publicly on online but I think it's better to just do it privately it's seems to sink into the heart a little bit more when I feel like when we keep things to ourselves so um 40 days of gratitude one thing that you're grateful for that day focus on it all day take it deeper into the heart and and notice how your world shifts because you'll start to view things a little lighter more positive and um and just feel feel better as a whole 
Um, I am offering, just before my birthday, I, I usually offer a, a present to everyone else. And this year it's going to be 10 days of Reiki sessions. So if you are interested in Reiki or energy healing, I do it from a distance. Um, this is going to be through 10 videos that are going to be given to you for free directly to your email. And um, they're going to be different sessions every day. Um, and you can use them just for relaxation to go to sleep or you can use them for um, to find clarity maybe some self uh, reflection some guidance um, and maybe you're in some connection to spirit guides if that's what you're into as well um, so if you are interested in signing up you can go to anandayogaretreats.com and just Place your email in there and you'll be getting 10 days of Reiki sessions um, from a distance starting September 18th. So if you are, if you know anything about Reiki, uh, you know that it, there's no such thing as time or space and I am a Reiki master so I've been attuned to, to uh, work with this energy and uh, by proxy from a distance. And so I hope that you enjoy that. It's really uh, a privilege and an honor, I feel, to um, be part of a healing process, if I can be a part of that, um, and to provide comfort um, as much as I can for others. And so that's my gift to you, and I hope that, uh, that you take advantage of it. I will talk to you next week. And have a beautiful week. Namaste.